Hey, welcome back to the Breaking Bad Insider Podcast. My name is Kelly Dixon. We're here to talk about episode 310, uh, and it's called Fly. Um, I'm here with my executive producer, Vince Gilligan. Greetings. Um, I'm here with the uh, star of our show, Brian Cranston. Hello. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> a visual gag for a podcast <laughs> nicely started out. Works. <laughs> Come on. The, uh, the director of this show, this episode, is uh, Ryan Johnson. Hello. And last but not least, our visual effects supervisor, Matt Beck. Howdy. Yay. Yeah. Yes. Okay, so it was funny because when I first uh, was getting ready to do this episode, I got an email from our co-executive producer, Michelle McLaren. Um, in the email, she said, um, Ryan Johnson is your director, and so I just wanted to send you an email with his email address so you guys can just kind of get acquainted. So, you know, I, I'm like, okay, it's like 1030 at night. I just got home from work, and I said, okay, you know what? It's the day before he's going to start shooting. I'll shoot him an email, and, you know, I'll hear from him whenever. And so I emailed you, and, like, you know, it's an hour later in Albuquerque, so it's 1130 there. And I emailed you and said, hey, I'm Kelly Dixon. You know, good luck, and, you know, we'll talk soon. And you emailed me within five minutes. Speaks to my social life in Albuquerque. And I was, like, yeah. thinking, why yeah. isn't he in bed? He should be in bed. He's supposed to be shooting tomorrow. So it was, like, really cool, though. And, and so then finally... Um, I think over that weekend I watched your movie Brick and I was like, oh my God, this guy is the right guy and it's such an amazing picture and I loved it. And so now I understood what Vince was talking about because Vince is a huge fan of that movie too. Absolutely. So welcome, Ryan. It's been such a pleasure working with you and I'm so glad you could come in for the podcast. His follow-up movie, Cinderblock, was even better, (laughs) I thought, than Brick. It was brilliant. (laughs) what do you want to talk about yeah let's talk about brick no i'm just yeah, yeah, let's yeah. talk about brick brick we'll is about brick is a movie uh that i saw at the arc light in uh, hollywood and i don't even go to that many movies first run anymore and i'd read a review in the la times and it sounded interesting, and I was meant to see this movie, I'm telling you, because I don't see that many movies, and I miss a lot of good ones, I'm sure. Uh, and this movie stuck with me, I'm telling you, because we I want to hear a little bit, of, I want to hear, I want these folks to hear a little about Brick. Brick, uh, if you have not heard of it, uh, by all means, go rent it, go put it in your Netflix queue, buy it. I think it's uh, Take the Risk, buy it even before you rent it. It's great. Uh, and it's just a wonderful movie that you made for very little money. Uh, in uh, San Clemente, San Clemente, where, yeah, where you, yeah. where you're, you're not from there originally, but you, you went to high school there. Yeah, yeah, we shot at my high school. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell them nice a little about it. It's a great it's, movie. It's hard to explain uh, in a sense, which a lot, most of the great movies are, or not explain, hard to describe in some sense. Yeah, thanks, man. I really appreciate that. It, it's yeah, it's weird. it's hard to describe and make it sound good because the description of it is it's like. Um, it's kind of like a Dashiell Hammett uh, detective story, except set in a modern-day high school, and that sounds like the most annoying thing on the planet. And not Bugsy Malone. Yeah, 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 yeah. It plays <laughs> no, it. Do you remember that not. movie? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, but it's it plays it totally straight, and it tries to just do be like it's kind of like a Miller's Crossing type feel, except yeah. with high school kids yeah. and a version of that that hopefully works for most people so yeah but i was i was when you and uh 
Melissa got in touch with me. It was actually during the second season that you guys first touched base with me. And yes. I don't think I, uh, you guys sent me the DVDs, but I don't think the first season was even out on DVD yet when you got in touch with me because okay. you were putting the second season together. Right, And right. so that's how I first started watching the show is when you sent me the disc. And um, I, I was I was really, I wanted to do it. I couldn't do it because we were going in to shoot our, the second movie that we made, The Brothers Bloom. And we, uh, uh, but luckily, you guys um, got in touch with me for season three and but two and or season three. And by that time, I had watched season two, and I was a huge fan of the show. And so I was so excited that you guys hadn't forgotten about me and oh, brought man. me back in. It was uh, it was really cool. No way we forget about you. By in the other movie is Brothers Bloom, uh, a, another great movie, night and day different than Brick. Uh, very often, a director or a writer will will do uh, their movies will have a. Uh, uh, a similarity, I, I, a similarity, to him. So it's, yeah. It's like he works yeah. within his his wheelhouse, but yeah. the, the, those two films are really different, but equally entertaining. Man, you're you're quite a talent. Thanks, Absolutely. Yeah. You know Mr. what though? Ryan. There is sort of a similarity to them though, because and it just in working with Ryan for I guess a week we worked together um, very intensely in the editing room, and it was such a pleasure. But the fun part was the two movies show how many moves you are ahead in your writing. I mean, Brick was about, you know, I mean, it, it had definitely a uh, noir style to it, but it's deep in its strategy, I guess. And so is The Brothers Bloom. It's a con game. So it just, it's sort of like, I don't know, it's sort of like a chess game where those really good chess players can deep, you know, think 20 moves in. And right. that to me was the similarity between the movies. It's, you know, because they are very different, but just in showing how you write, it's, is, right. you know, quite amazing. Yeah, a lot I of can't wait till the next one. third movie oh jesus everybody's anticipating uh, fall off. exactly uh, but that third one is coming <laughs> that third one is coming though it's coming right it's coming yeah Yay. and your tech avail right your tech avail, tech tech avail. avail. Yeah. Okay. All right, call <laughs> yeah well there's there's a slight there's kind of the similar thing that's part of what i, I think is so cool about the show is it's, it's got the similar thing where um you know, with season two, for example, the fact that you guys obviously knew where it was going. I mean, I, I, it was revealed to me, actually, I didn't even catch the things with the show titles in season two, that you had seated Flight, you know, oh, uh, yeah, 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 ran yeah, down yeah. over Albuquerque, yes. until Kelly told me about it, actually. Oh. And then I looked back at it, and I was like, oh, my God. Oh, but you <laughs> know what? Like, I didn't know until Vince told me about it. I don't it think anyone weird. actually caught it. We didn't know about it up here really? until he actually told us about it. Well, somebody yeah. caught it, I'm not aware, and God bless them if they did. But they caught yeah. it over the internet. Oh, yeah, they definitely caught it. Somebody yeah, oh, yeah way sure. late. Oh, yeah, they caught it, but it was, like, probably around episode 11 or 12 where they caught it. And it yeah. was only because okay. the All titles got, they got released, I guess, on IMDb, and so somebody started putting it together. It was tw- towards the end there. Right. But yeah, we were working on the show for six months before we re- really knew. Yeah, Brian, how much do you like, know in it, like, in terms of like approaching the season is it really like episode to episode when you get the scripts or do you, do you guys talk about like the bigger where the season's going try really? not to or talk like... no. <laughs> 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 it's very dangerous to give actors too much information ahead of That's time just true. as you know uh-huh. um, no it's it's uh, for the actors it's it's the same thing we we have uh, about usually we we try to get about a week's notice before we start shooting and sometimes it's not quite that much but uh, we open up those scripts uh, just like everybody anticipates the next episode airing Mm -hmm. we read them uh, cold and 
and here it goes and, and we're very surprised what we see and and between us the cast says well, how far are you what, what page <laughs> are you on right now and sometimes you you can't wait to get to it you know yeah. to figure out where and then tease the other cast members oh but you're not gonna believe what's going on with you i'll miss you man i'll yeah, miss you yeah. that's what we tease aaron paul all the time it's like, hey, brother it's been great man this <laughs> is it he's always worried about getting fired all the time yeah but it's great and now it's so same question for you is that is that in television, uh, structurally, the, the directors are set months and months ahead of time before the scripts are even written. So yeah. it's just a crapshoot, really, to know what story, what script you're going to get. You know yeah. what slot you're in about what when you're working, but yeah. you don't know what the storyline's going to be. No, I didn't know until it was, I think it was just a few weeks before that I got like a, an yeah. early draft of it and yeah. I was able to read it. Yeah, And I, I read... Uh, in because you, you guys sent me all the scripts up to ten, or some were outlines. I think leading up till ten, and then the outline for ten. And so um, I I read like in sequence as it felt like I was watching the series a little bit, and then got to ten and read and read that. And then I purposefully stopped the scripts for three for eleven and twelve, and I think maybe even I think just eleven and twelve were floating around the set while we were shooting, and I purposefully didn't touch them because I were wanted. Sick of it, by I was so yeah. sick of it. I'm like, get me off of this. Yeah, yeah exactly. Now, yeah. now, just like the the fans after watching episode ten, they they must realize that. that that is unlike any other episode we've ever shot. So, too, when you first got the script, it must, must have... It, yeah, it really threw me for a loop, especially because I got the outline first. And in an outline form, it's even odder in a way because you yeah. don't have all the dialogue where you dig into the emotional stuff. It really just is like the skeletal kind of... And so it, 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 it threw me a little bit when I first when I first read it. And when I first read it, I didn't quite... I honestly didn't quite get it it took me like a pass of like, welcome to the club every <laughs> every script we, we really read, everything we're going, what yeah. is vince thinking yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. thinking about those, all those cool locations too. yeah exactly yeah precisely yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. well that was the, uh, the i was really excited about that though and just the fact that you know um i know there was something that's the one thing that i i from the very first moment i read it was genuinely excited about was the, how contained it was in that one location so that meant that we could focus all our energy just on um, we weren't going to spend time moving from location to location to location we were going to be settled in one place and so we could really take the time to dig into it a little more and also the fact that um, I mean I was really on the one hand bummed that I wasn't going to get to work with like all the other actors and the cast who were you know fantastic I got to meet them a little bit I met you know got to hang out with Betsy and her husband a little bit and kind of meet the rest of the cast but um but there was there was a real appeal to um, just how concentrated it was to just be working with you and Aaron and just you know to be able to uh, focus everything on that. I don't know. It just it it, it was an interesting challenge. Yeah, know? for an act from an acting standpoint, it, it after reading it, it just really felt like a two character play. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that we we did have the time, unlike in most situations in in television, to to rehearse. We had time to rehearse. And really him. think it through yeah. without the pressure of the crew being around yeah. at first, you know, so that we can, you know, filter through the the, the beats of the entire play yep. and then figure out what we wanted to say at any given time. Well, especially, especially for that third, I think it's the third, the one, there's that long, that where you drink the coffee, that yeah, long, that's the third act. Scene. That the was third my act. next question, too, because I 
didn't realize this, uh, Ryan, when I, uh, when I worked with you, I didn't realize this. Um, but I learned a couple of weeks ago, um, that, uh, you and Aaron came in and you shot the third act in one shot. Oh, it well, was like a take where, and I just didn't know, this I just was didn't incredible. notice you that you this? came was... in, this is what I heard, yeah. is that you guys came in and you said, let's just do it. And you did it for this, one take. This is what happened. We, we went, we spent it. Well, first of all, that was, that was like the big sequence where we said, where we actually took like a few hours and really rehearsed it. And I forget if we even took it out of the shooting day or if we got together. I think we might have gone together after the shooting day. We, yeah, we, we was took worth, the whole time yeah, yeah. And really got it down, which was completely invaluable. But then we spent the entire day shooting it out and getting all our angles and everything. And then at the end of the day or maybe the next morning, um, I think Moira, the uh, who Moira uh, and and Sam Catlin who wrote wrote the incredible the credible script for it they um, I think Moira was because Moira was on set and and she mentioned well the one thing we don't have is kind of like a big wide of everything and so I said okay you know we'll put the camera way up back in the corner and we'll just get do a pass through of it and we um, and we brought it up to you guys in the morning and it was kind of like you 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 had we had spent the entire day yesterday and you had already moved on to, in your heads to the next day's thing so you right. were like you're kidding right are we gonna I mean and, but you were like okay you know what we're gonna do we're just gonna go into it and just do it you know and yeah. so I said okay I told the script supervisor I, I said make sure you're standing by because I'm sure they'll need some lines thrown right. to them and um, and so we just rolled the cameras we put a big mag on the cameras we had enough film we rolled it and I and so because the camera was set on this wide shot it was just the two of you in an empty set with no crew at all in there and you guys did one run through of it which was absolutely perfect and which I think was the yeah too bad that was just the rehearsal God we didn't damn it oh. <laughs> next okay. time we'll have film in the camera and we'll actually great do let's roll on the next one yeah. perfect yeah exactly no, I mean, that's yeah. what that's what was reminiscent of play like where yeah. as a play you you get it into your being that you're you're going to run the same material again the next night and you have to find little nuances and little differences and the audience reaction helps you realize the differences right. from night to night. Right. But in television and film, you don't have that process, and you have you get accustomed to doing something, finishing it, and it, and your brain starts to exercise that muscle yeah. of wiping away what you just said because right. you have things for tomorrow that you need. Right. And right. so it was questionable whether or not yeah. we're back in that system up in a theater like mode you know but it was fun to do and 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 the process is is always the most fun for actors to be able to Mm. break something down and get together with the writers director and the actors and and Mm -hmm. together come up with with that cohesiveness you know it's always a very delicate thing yeah you don't know really where it's going to be do you think do you think having wiped it clean though in in an effort to get ready for the next day do you think it's possible it added a little bit of freshness to uh to it going coming back and revisiting it well i think i think when we first started the the episode we we realized that it was it was like a play so and because we had the luxury of the rehearsals i think it it something shifted in us to accept more of a block yeah and thinking of things and more of beginning to end as opposed to fragmented pieces right you know which in 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 case the 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 listeners don't know is that we always shoot out of sequence 
in film and television. So we're in, we're never shooting in the order that you're seeing the finished product in. But this one, you guys didn't you shoot it? Not really. No, I no. mean, m- somewhat more yeah. so than usual. I think. Try to. I we tried to. Yeah. And there were chunks like that. Ch- I think that chunk where we took the whole day and shot that that big sequence i think that was mostly in order but we still kind of hopped around a little bit. and and you in a perfect world and on a movie tv show no matter what you you would shoot in order but it mm-hmm. just the, the the realistically it's just it's impossible because there are so many scheduling yeah. issues or so many technical issues yeah that uh, you, you can never really do it yeah well, you know, Brian, I, I'm curious because this is one of my favorite episodes ever, and I mean, I really, really enjoyed working on it and cutting it, but it's just, there's so many levels to it. There's the comedy level to it, and then there's such the deep level, you know, to it about, you know, Walt's, you know, frustration, Walt's, you know, Walt is carrying a lot on his shoulders at this point, but he's also carrying a lot of guilt. And I love the fact, I thought that they, the writers, uh, Sam and Moira, did such a wonderful job. And yeah. I always talk, talk to Vince, and I said, you know, this this show to me is about near misses. It's every, People are, it's almost like ships in the night, they're just missing. And so I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about how, how the arc of that episode went. Because at first it's, you know, it's just funny. I mean, it's hilariously funny. Some of the things that you do are just, you know, I mean, you had us cracking up, literally cracking oh, yeah. up all the time. And it was never... You know, it was always such a pleasure to watch it the whole thing through. Just keep watching it because it just goes through so many changes. So what was that like as an actor for you? Well, I think what Ryan was talking about is that at first you look at the at the script, uh, try to look at it objectively, and, and I saw that it was contained. And at first you might think, oh, we feel like you're in a box. And then it becomes a challenge to be able to work within that. And sometimes it's it's more freeing to, to say, all right, here's where I have to work in, and now how can I make that interesting? And then when I look at a script, I, I try to objectively find the places where there can be humor, uh, especially in a show like this, because I think the, the, the best dramas have a nice sprinkling of, of levity to them. And conversely, so do the best comedies I have. They have some some moments of, of uh, sincerity and pathos to them. And, uh, but then once you start going, I mean, certainly Walter White has no idea that he's funny in any regard. <laughs> That's what makes him funny. And yes, so there right. can't be any consciousness of that. You know? So that is something that you recognize and then you file away, and then it becomes part of the, the flow when you start rehearsing and, and performing it. But... Um, I mean, I just love challenges. So uh, it was it was uh, it was fun to look at and 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 to see. We we also just on a on a logistical basis, we uh, we usually have eight days to shoot this uh, an episode, and we had seven days on this episode to shoot. And so we didn't have seven days. I thought it was no. I thought we had seven days. I thought it was eight. We shot day day eight. Shot without you. We had your standing. Maybe so. Just, yeah, yeah. I thought it was eight uh, seven days. Really. Okay. <laughs> Never mind. Yes, it was eight From the co-exec, you got eight days. <laughs> oh, I, I, I slept through one day. I know, that's eight for eight days on the books. Oh, as far as Sony is concerned, we had eight days. No, I don't care. Uh, <laughs> no, but um, 
you know, and and uh, it, it's you're having so much fun. It feels I know. Like it just days, felt like yeah. it went so fast. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Time flies when you're having fun. No, fly you away. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Speaking of flies, <laughs> yes, that was the thing that I was most curious about because there were the, we had uh, some practical flies on the set, which means real flies, but we didn't really. Well, they weren't real. They were little model flies. Well, yeah. But didn't we have anything really like a fly? We had no, no real fly. No I think, real. I think, See, I that, think there you know go. what? You one, of, one of the PAs, I think, or somebody brought in just on their own uh, a bag of dead flies. And it was like, oh, I thought this might. And we're like, where did you get them? We kind of didn't want to. It's know. like an offering. Yeah, exactly. having dead flies for you. Yeah, with the things we had, the physical flies we had were made by this guy in L.A., I think, who. Uh, yeah, uh, Michelle Fine. Uh, was, no Blart Mark Pops on him. Oh, okay. Yeah. They were amazing. He started out as a fly fisherman and was making okay. his own, you know, flies. And then he transitioned into making them for the movie business. And there were mm-hmm. these incredible, I mean, just the craftsmanship on them was amazing. These mm-hmm. things showed up in the office and we were just blown away by them. And, I, and there are, and they are in the episode quite a bit. I'd say most of the times that you see a fly just like sitting there and it's it's probably one of these things. They not, so much, not, so not so much. Not so much anymore. This is a good segue for, yeah, uh, for here Mr. Go. Back okay. here. We'll talk, talk well, well it, it, it's, it's interesting because it turned out, I mean, once we started making the flies, that there, there were moments, it's like, the thing is that there are these tiny little movements that we ended up adding right. that, that made it much more credible because when the thing is you know you see a little glint that fly had shiny wings and sometimes you'd see a little glint and it wouldn't move at all yeah and after just you know even a second you're thinking yeah that's not a real so fly. did you use the practical fly we had there as basically a tracking mark erase it and put in the digital one pretty in much cases? Yeah. wow really yeah. Yeah. okay see yeah. i haven't seen the at this point i haven't seen the finished finished effects on the episode except for that one shot that you just showed me so yeah, yeah, yeah. I got okay cool i can't wait it, it, was, it was but it was great i mean because it, it was great having the real fly there and there were actually right. moments in which you know the the, the super slow motion of it falling right, that's right, that's right. that's that's the model fly doing its thing. Gotcha. But in many more instances than we originally thought, yeah. we uh, we ended up uh, replacing uh, the stand-in. And, and, and again, to be to be to be reinforced, not because the model itself wasn't wonderfully executed. This gentleman yeah. made a great model of a fly, but yeah, but yeah. but as as Matt just said, because a real fly is always doing a little twitching or something. So mm-hmm. so you guys made it look that much more real by having that little bit of movement in there. You know, on the set, it was funny because we're we're. You know, you're doing these scenes and you're acting and you have a lot of this emotional content that you're dealing with. And then and then Ryan would say, oh, okay, now just everybody hold your positions and Matt, Matt, come on in. <laughs> and, and Matt comes on in and does some kind of voodoo. He's walking around taking pictures and, and here, hold this and take a picture with like, this yeah. orb. There was like a globe that he was moving around and taking pictures with it. And it's like... We're just kind of holding up, scattering you know, ashes. Our, in a I mean, really exactly. odd stuff. It was like just <laughs> incantations. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and uh, it had this, this bulbous globe uh, holding yeah, it. I was I was ex- accepting the karmic energy. Oh, yeah, great! Yeah. Yes. And and so we would pause for a second while Matt comes in and does that. And it's like, okay, he's done. Okay, thanks, Matt. Yeah. Not really knowing, you know, what exactly is going on in the IT world. Yeah, Matt, because I had never really done a big visual effects show, and so I was like, what the hell? Yeah, because we'd get the dailies in, and, and we'd you, get a performance, but then we'd get that with just these balls, so can you just tell our audience? I found out later what it was, but can you tell our audience what that is about? It looks like a 
balls. Christmas yeah. ball. It's, it's complete <laughs> nonsense, and we just do it to make ourselves seem important. Right on. Right so on. now you know. Uh, well, you know, the thing is, you're going to be putting something in the uh, in 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 the space that that isn't there. So we we just have basically a shiny silver ball that you take a picture of, and it makes a reflection. I, I'm waving my arms for those at home, but uh, it makes a reflection that shows every single. It shows the entire environment that something sitting there would be experiencing in terms of lighting. Mm. And then we do it with a gray diffuse ball that shows just kind of the way the, sh the way light and shadow plays on it. And that's the first thing that we use when we light the fly. Then, of course, having to s decided what's actually there, we go back and add some extra lighting on it so that you can see the goddamn thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, now, how big is this ball? It doesn't have to be the same size as the fly, right? It's, it's bigger. like a Christmas no. ball. No, no, the balls were huge. Yeah, big. Big. I beg okay. your pardon? Sorry. <laughs> there, were, there were several different sizes. There was one that was really reflective. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And it was about this big, right. about, you know, a, the size Mini basketball. of a volleyball. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Perhaps. And then there was a smaller one that was dull and that didn't have exactly. reflective qualities. The, the, the difference in size is kind of kind of by convenience. You know, they, oh. they they can be different sizes. When they get too small, it's hard to record all the information mm. on them because it's a oh. tiny image. Gotcha. So it needs to be big enough to kind of do it and small enough so that you're not hauling these gigantic things through customs. Or, or, the the, or the interesting thing is that when Matt, when we had to take the the time out to have Matt come through on each scene that a fl that the fly was in. Right. We had to kind of pause and right. see, and nobody on the crew knew what he was doing. <laughs> and we just kind of waited and go, okay, Matt, you done? Yeah. You got, you got what you needed there yeah. with your balls right. and everything? Okay. <laughs> yeah. You it's, know, it's not until the appreciation comes yeah. now. Exactly. That's exactly. Love you. Oh, that's what he did. Yeah. Yeah. That's where we love you. Yeah. Ah. The, the other thing that we were oh, doing, sorry. Uh, yeah. just really quickly, is we were kind of taking stills of the entire environment so that we were documenting what, what, what the environment looked like because there was a time later when we had to do a bunch of wire removals mm -hmm. and that entailed replacing the environment behind the wire with something that looks right. like it was there at the time yeah. and we actually had to CG kind of which means computer generate part of the ceiling because it was such a complicated tell, wire removal. Yeah, tell them because this is the wonderful thing you guys do that you don't ever get any credit for from lay people because how would they know but I mean uh, tell them about uh, the, that whole last sequence with yeah. with uh, Aaron up on the Jesse up on the ladder. Before you start I just wanted to mention that also Aaron Paul could, unfortunately couldn't be with us today um, he is on vacation you, he's on somewhere on vacation um, but he uh, I was told that um, he did he has a wire on when he goes up on that contraption with the ladder and we were like going, holy cow, how many times did he fall? And I hear that he never fell. He yeah. never yeah. fell. I so mean, why do we have like to so waste scary. some money on the wire? Yeah, right. exactly. But uh, just to let everybody know out there is that he did have a wire, and all of those, uh, there were actually a couple of wires in the shots that you see, and they all had to be removed by Matt and his crew. Mm -hmm. they, were, they were safety wires yeah. hooked onto him so that if he did fall, that he would be caught by the... the but he and never that fell. Fight. You as well, too, when you were on the wrong side yeah. of that railing. When I was on the other yeah. side of the railing, reaching for my shoe, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I had to wear a wire as well. Speaking of which, I haven't seen yet. It worked fine stitching it together with the fall. Oh, it, looks it's, it's it looks great. Okay. Oh, it's, it's fantastic. By the way, just yeah. so a little peek behind the curtain so everybody knows, um, the, uh, the fall... Uh, where uh, Walt falls from the upper part of the lab onto that big vat and into the ground. That is a stunt, man. Oh, don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah. yes. But it, it was, uh, it was design, uh, I guess you designed the shot to where the camera was basically, it was just going to be 
eventually one shot. It looked yeah. like it was one shot. And a stuntman fell and then got up and, you know, moved away. And Brian went and got in the position. And then we move in close on on Walt yeah. with the fly landing on his glasses. And um, I'll get, I, you haven't seen it. It looks amazing. We were a little, I, I was it. worried, but I, I was like, look, Matt, see what you can, you know, I knew you could do it. And it looks great. We saw it, you know, a couple of weeks ago, you know, yeah. the final mix on it. It's amazing. It's a painful I also, I, I also want to throw in a shout out just for the way it was put together between like rigging and stunts and stuff. When he was up on that ladder, you know, it just looked, you're looking at it and it's like, whoa, it looks <laughs> so precarious. And of course, you know, for most of the scenes, that ladder is bolted onto those roll around tables. Oh, you're talking about Aaron. Yeah, I'm oh, talking okay. about Aaron. Well, and, and, just the way it was cut together. I mean, I know how it went together, and I'm still scared from every time he's up yeah, there. Me yeah, me too. Yeah. It's I, like, it I looks so, so precarious. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. And it was, uh, it was Ed Duran who, who made that fall for me to, as my uh, stunt double. Yeah. And he, well, that, that was harrowing because he hit that tank, and it was with a. We all just. Well, we were all. Well, the, the, way the entire he hits the week. Floor, the entire too, week like, leading up to it, yeah. he had described what he was going to do. And we were all like, really? Are you sure? Yeah. Are you sure you're going to do it? And we're like, you know what? It must not be as bad as we're all thinking if yeah. he's actually going to do it. And then it happened. He did it. And we were all just like, holy. Yeah. It, was, it was worse than we had to yeah, like, imagine. And we were we lived like, for oh, nearly four days. <laughs> 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 you, know, you know, it's funny, too, is when it came in, we watched it and we listened. And I don't think, well, I mean, I'm sure that sound effects has enhanced it for our mix. But you know what? I never, we never did anything in the room to that fall i mean when he falls down um and he lands on i'm assuming it's cement it just is painful i mean you just the tank itself was immovable it was it was bolted down so that it wouldn't slide out (laughs) so he hit that and bounced off of that onto the concrete floor (laughs) and we're like oh my god and he's saying keep rolling keep rolling you know and then i had to while they're still rolling he got up. I, I saw his end position, and I had to go in and, and match his end position, and then do that, and then then you started the push. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh wait a really minute! So you didn't even in. cut the camera between? No, no, no. Just, no. Kept, just kept it wrong. We just wow. had yeah, we had the stunt guy freeze, yeah, and yeah. we had Brian clock like where he was at. Just figure out where he is and exactly he what position he was. And we didn't use a video switcher or anything. Yeah, no. well, Dave wow. Stump, who was there on the day, was supervising on that day. He did a quick comp. He did a little inside, tap, and we knew it his would laptop. work. Yeah, and you could tell already that it was going to go together well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was really cool. And then you know when then you know we showed. Matt and I said here's what we'd like and you know and then you guys your crew went together and and did it and I was like wow I knew though I knew it was gonna look great but I was just like (laughs) it's gonna look good right but it looks so fantastic I've watched it a hundred times I cannot tell the frame you know, there's a certain point. There's one frame that's the stuntman Ed, and then the next frame, moving 24 frames a second, is uh, is Brian. Mm-hmm. And I cannot, I can't tell where it happens. <laughs> I cannot we tell actually, where it happens. We actually went in there and kind of, you know, bent arms around and, and sure. legs and stuff like that to make the bodies line up, <sighs> oh, and we did it over a number of frames. So there is no one frame. Oh, Matt, there is no one frame. Yeah. Oh, okay, gotcha. Matt, you right. have you and Vince have a history though. Like you were on the X Files oh, really? together, correct? Yeah, wow. it's, 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 it's <laughs> actually been other. Let's back up. Is it so wrong? <laughs> <laughs> well, now it was uh, Matt because uh, I first met you when I was doing the X Files, and you were you were there before I was. You were the visual effects uh, uh, producer or supervisor. Yeah. Uh, what's the official title? I keep messing it up. Uh, well, it, it's, it's it's producer and supervisor. Okay, visual effects producer supervisor, yeah. and uh, uh, one of the first things you you helped me out in my home state of Virginia. I remember that. Yes. Uh, I wrote an episode called uh, Pusher, 
And, yes. uh, and it was one of my first episodes. And uh, in the script, it takes place in Loudoun County, Virginia, which is up just outside of D.C. And it was spelled right in the script. But uh, <laughs> between the script and the, uh, no offense to the wonderful folks in the uh, art department, but the Loudoun County Courthouse uh, was spelled, uh, it, uh, they dropped a U from the spelling of, of this real, of this very real. Of courthouse? Yeah, I could have gone with that. That would have been all right. But I didn't want to be embarrassed in my home state, and uh, God bless Chris Carter and Fox for uh, letting us spend the money to do it. And you took this, this uh, giant Loudoun County, and you spelled it correctly. I don't know still this day how you did it, but it was like a magic trick. And you did it. You did it. Using CG and I mean, right? I mean, it actually. I mean, this was long enough ago that we didn't have all the tools that we have now. Yeah. But it, it was actually. It, it wasn't too terribly hard to do. We basically. Wow. But what was it was cool about it is like it's like I remember thinking I like this guy because you were so appreciative. <laughs> oh you know? yeah, yeah. And and it was like <laughs> it's like it, it was so nice to do because it wasn't a terribly difficult trick. I'll be honest with wow. you. But it was like uh, it, it was it was so cool that you. What were would something like that cost to go? I mean, I mean, let's let's get behind the curtain again. I mean, in the, those nineteen ninety five dollars, too. Yeah. What, what, what would that cost you? I make special deal for you, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, it, you know, I, I don't remember, and I don't remember how long it took. Um, uh, but in those days, we we went into basically a bay and uh, and just sat there and and worked on it till it went right. And in those days, it, the cost was, was somewhere around five or six hundred dollars an hour. I, I think. What was the machine on that? That was a flame. That was that was a, that was a flame. Yeah, flame, okay. and flames are still in use, but. Um, uh, and I think I, I, I'm trying to remember, but I think we stole a U from someplace else. Yeah. And 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 just kind of Court tracked House. it in Court, there. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, thank right, you, right, okay. and, and <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where we got it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, so it costs about six six grand or something. Yeah, I'm, I'm, it was it was it was less than that. It was less than that because it went together pretty quickly. Yeah. But um, you know, the, uh, in because the tools have gotten so much more powerful over the years, um, you wouldn't pay that now to to make that change. It would be less than that. <laughs> but this is described for the folks what a flame looks. It's just basically if you were to see one and didn't know what it was, you think it was a computer. It's it's just, like a it, home is a com computer. it is a computer. It is a computer. Well, uh, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it looks more or less like a home computer, right? I mean, well, it, it it actually you, yeah. Well, you're sitting there and you've got a keyboard and you've got a little pad that you move a, a, a digital pen on and, right. and use to draw. And there are a lot of systems like that. That I mean, we have. At our shop, we've got like four different systems for that kind of job, right. and basically, there's a computer usually in the other room, oh, okay. and sometimes it's a bigger computer than would go by your desktop. But gotcha. anymore, they're they're getting smaller, as you know, yeah, and yeah. so you can have an enormously powerful system running on something that looks just like that Mac over there. Gotcha. Mm. Wow, that's cool. <laughs> now, now, uh, visual effects aside, of which we'd be sunk without you and your guys uh, doing such great work here. Uh, I love some of the uh, meat and potatoes, down and dirty effects. I love the ingenuity of, like uh, Ryan, explain when, when Walt, the very first time, tries to smack the fly. Explain how you got rid of the fly there. Oh, we had a, yeah, when, when he turns around and, and, and comes at it. And I think we did this a couple times, but uh, 
unless we, it's now changed. I don't know. We just no, had no, compressed air. Yeah, we had yeah. compressed and air. We, we, we did the first with, test of that. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. We just had a little guy with a compressed air can, uh, canister, like uh, off to the side. I forget who it was. It was off the side, and he just uh, we had the physical fly sitting there. And as uh, Brian was coming down with the clipboard, the guy just blasted it with air, and it it flew off. And just, yeah, uh, it's, yeah, that's it's funny trick. too because I yeah. never realized that until I think Vince came in and started doing the producer's cut. I, yeah. I, and then you can hear it, but I just never even thought about it. Yeah. I just. Yeah. You know, no, that's that's the kind of stuff that's, that's it was funny. That's too, really cool in camera. When we read yeah, the script, yeah. um, it was funny. I think when the outline came out of the script, it said something like, "Well, we're not going to you know bother our crew with trying to chase flies and down, you know. So really, a lot of this will be done with sound effects and stuff. And and so you know, when I first started reading it, I'm like, this is going to be like cutting the Terminator. Uh. Everything is going to be a plate, and a plate being uh, a shot that you have." where it just shows what the fly is supposed to land on, but no fly. Yeah. But then when I started getting your footage, it wasn't. It was the, it, I didn't do anything different on this episode yeah. than I would have done on anything else. It was just wonderful watching Brian you know, flick around with your, the clipboard and stuff, yeah. and there is no fly there. Well, that was, that was one of the big things with the, with the episode in terms of like planning it was... Um, and this was this was the first time I'd ever um, gone through just the process of working on and on the TV show before, and so it was all new to me. And one of the things I, I found is because um, I always wondered, you get new directors in on a lot of shows uh, like every every week, and I wondered consistency wise how you keep the consistency. And the and the answer I found out are these uh, a big part of the answer is um, uh, the tone meeting. And uh, what the tone meeting is is. Um, at that point, uh, Vince is here with the writing staff in L.A. I, I was out in Albuquerque with the crew. And so you get on this video conference, and you spend several hours just going through the script page by page and uh, just getting inside Vince's head as to the approach for each of these things. And that's, and that's where, um, you know, as a, that, that was a fun thing for me as a director was to, because I'm also used to directing stuff I've written, getting inside this script just page by page and being able to ask every single question that I wanted of you guys and and figure out what you guys wanted. Um, and one of the big things was, actually the major thing that changed in that in my head in that tone meeting was talking about The Fly. I think you, you made the reference that, and it was a film that you said you enjoyed, but that film uh, Mouse... Mousetrap, mousetrap, mouse yes. yeah. Which was a you know a guy chasing around a little mouse, and you yes. know it was a fun like family movie type thing. But you said that was the exact opposite of what we wanted because I think I had been imagining the fly as this more menacing pre presence and this kind of you know. Um, and I was describing this, and and uh, you know you you said well what we really want the focus of it to be is is Walt, and we yeah. want to be inside Walt's head, yeah. and we want in a way to be a little bit distanced with the fly so that the audience feels a little bit the absurdity of you know it doesn't feel like this monster in the room it really is like okay this is just a fly what's going on inside this guy's head to yes. make him freak out to this degree and so that very much affected the way I went back and re-storyboarded all my shots and that very much affected the way we approached it visually and maybe that that speaks a little bit to why hopefully it worked without any of the effects at all is because it was all Brian and it was it's all, drama it was all Brian and Aaron it was just yeah. it was wonderful drama that really didn't rely on 
vi- the visual effects to sell the story. The visual effects, thanks to Matt, enhanced right. our story in a wonderful way. But it really was credit to you know the just the collaboration of everyone. It was wonderful. Yeah. And, and when we added the fly, it was like Vince's direction was the same thing. It's just a fly. Right. It's not a super fly. It's not doing anything that a fly can't do. And so we were guided so much by their performance in the room. And it was just you know Brian's. It's like, you know, there's a classic thing where the actor doesn't know what to do because he doesn't know where the Tyrannosaurus Rex is. Mm-hmm. Well, he knew exactly where the fly was the whole time or seemed yeah. to. And so that guided us and, and, and made it so much easier. Yeah, that was it was funny because when we did have that visual effects meeting with you, Matt, um, I remember Vince saying, OK, watch Brian's eyes or watch Aaron's eyes. They're telling you yeah. where that fly actually is. And then when we put in sound effects, obviously, before I was watching you, Brian, and I would say, OK, you know, oh, there it is, mm-hmm. you know, flicking, yeah. you know, it was great. It was it was a really wonderful experience. I just got to thank you, in, seriously, in the writer's room for well, that one. I, I, I wish we had room in the room here for him, but it's really the thanks go to uh, uh, Sam Catlin and Moira Wally Beckett, who wrote this episode and uh, did a wonderful job. This was a scary episode to embark upon long before we even met you, Ryan, because uh, we, we knew, and I should say at this point, this episode is what uh, is called a bottle episode in, in the business, in the TV business. And a bottle episode means as if you could shoot an entire episode in, in a bottle. Uh, it, it, it's what it refers to. It uh, essentially means, obviously, we shot this episode, 90% of it at least, except for a couple of scenes at the actual laundry and mm-hmm. the scene and when Walt wakes up in his bed in the morning and then goes to bed at night. Other than those little bits, uh, this scene is shot in... This episode was shot in this one location, our wonderful Super Lab set that Mark Freeborn and and W. Gilpin uh, and their crews created for us. And the reason we embarked upon this in the first place is money, <laughs> purely money reasons. It, it needs to be said, I suppose, on this podcast that we are always swinging for the fences on Breaking Bad. We are always spending more money than we have. And late in the season here, episode 10, we had spent uh, all the money they'd given us and then some for the season. And we needed to do an episode that took place in one uh, location, essentially, and save a chunk of money and make up for a lot of overages that uh, we had uh, incurred through our uh, profligate writing uh. you know, throughout the season. So, so then the question is, if you got an episode you got to shoot in, in one major location, you better have good actors, and you better have a, a good script, and you better have a good director. And well, we, we had all three. So well, you other, shot the, the other example of, of that lab, too, right? Yeah. Well, the other, is, the other example of is one of my other very, very favorite episodes of the entire show, which is the one that Michelle McLaren directed. Uh, the other bottle show. The other bottle episode, the <laughs> example, where uh, Brian and Aaron run out of their, their battery is, is drained, and they're out stuck that was in the middle days of the out. desert. Four days out. Four yeah. days out. Which um, I think also is just personally one of my other just favorite episodes in the entire thing. And it's, again, because it's just... Just, it's it's you two guys, you know, just in this concentrated environment. But it's, um, but because of those limitations, you know, Michelle figured out some brilliant ways of just keeping it. You just feel the psychological pressure yeah. of the situation. Both you guys do. Yeah. And it puts you yeah. guys in the pressure cooker, and you know. Um, so yeah, that was, because know. it should be said too for folks who don't know, uh, a lot of directors would not want to take a bottle episode because. Uh, if you're in one set, no matter how big and cool the set is, there's only so many angles you can, only so many <laughs> places you can put the camera. And uh, I gotta say, uh, uh, 
this one this one truly is a true bottle episode michelle's is a fantastic one from last year and and shooting inside that tiny rv is presents all kinds of issues on its own mm. but we also had the desert and we had a few other locations so i would call that one a quasi bottle this one is like a full-on bottle <laughs> weren't you saying and, last year uh, that that one was the most expensive no, one michelle mclaren ladies and gentlemen yes. <laughs> But uh, air but, quotes bottle. <laughs> but no, that was all. That was all on the right. Anything expensive about that episode was all on the right, and we 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 over we we made it big. We we, we swing for the fences. But uh, uh, you you put the camera consistently in this episode in interesting places, and you and just I'm just blown away by the angles and the and the way you move the camera, and because we don't move the camera a lot necessarily on this show. Uh, I mean, the camera, in a sense, is often moving in the sense that it is, uh, we do a steady type of handheld right. in general, as a general rule of thumb on this show. But, but I, love, I, love what you, I love what you do. I love where you put the camera in this thing. It's just nice. great. Nice, man. Well, you guys got to, I mean, the, that was the other new thing for, for me in this was coming into an existing crew that had been working for a long while, and you guys have an amazing crew and you're uh and they were a big, by, because we were on episode 10 at that point they were a well-oiled machine and yeah. so everybody yeah. you know was just working at, at top speed and they were also just i mean so uh, cool and so accommodating and like this n- new guy coming in and like you know um they, they were Who's just this guy? so yeah he exactly looks like a teenager <laughs> they he can't just, know what he's doing <laughs> they were just you know so so awesome they're a great bunch but they would have eaten you alive if you didn't know what you were there doing. we go obviously <laughs> obviously from Who is this Mike, guy? everyone Mike. everyone knows very quickly that you have no question to be you're the man you know what you're doing, <laughs> <so>. <laughs> hey you know what i gotta ask you brian because um and it's funny i've been reading a, a little bit on the internet about how um, our show is being received, and there's a big, um, there's it's people are frustrated because uh, they miss uh, Walt and Jesse being together, and so you know that's one turn that the writers this year have taken that they've kind of separated Walt and Jesse, and really aside from 306, this is one of the first episodes where you know that we're you're both together. How was it again? You know, getting reacquainted with Aaron Paul. You guys are on a whole episode together, and it's just you guys. After spending so much time with him the first couple seasons, I asked Vince if he can write. <laughs> I don't have to see that boy very often. And, uh, he obliged. No, I think it was just the natural flow of story uh, took us a little apart mm-hmm. this season and then back together again. So we're kind of kind of swimming together at times and, and at times not because the storylines uh, sort of dictated how it would be told and and um it was good i mean he's a, he's a great young actor the best that any actor can hope for with working with another person is that not that they have to have the same approach to the work but just that they're open and malleable to suggestions both give and take on both sides and that they are willing to work at it there's a lot of lazy actors out there and 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 it's unfortunate when you come across it because it's going to affect your game. It's like it's like playing tennis in, a, in your doubles partners when you're acting together. And if your partner is a little lazy, it's going to have an effect on the overall experience and perhaps the outcome. And Aaron Paul is always willing to rehearse, um, always willing to, to just sit uh, overtime and, and work on it. I know that when I was directing, I... 
I asked him if he would stay after rap and we'd block out a couple scenes that we were thinking about and I was thinking about and you know is more than willing to do that and that's that's all you really hope for when you when you work with uh, another you know the thespian like Aaron Paul. <laughs> well, it's just good to see the sexual tension that, that exists. Finally, between finally relieve itself. Yeah. Palpable, yes. isn't it? It's palpable. It's, it's like the, the, the little looks, the, the sly little looks. I thought the set was no, going to catch fire. <laughs> <laughs> I, wanted to, I wanted to float this out here, and I'm curious, Vince, because it didn't occur to me until way after I had cut the episode and really watched it. Um, but, you know, I'm wondering if it you know occurred to you, occurred to you, Brian, um, that this probably might not have ever really happened. It might be a dream of Walt's that all of this happened. I mean, conceivably, it could have actually not happened. Well, listen, I mean, I've said it before, I'll say it again. I like it when the audience comes up with uh, ideas, comes up with uh, 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 takes on our show that I didn't necessarily have in mind. I mean, I, I want this show to be a, this episode and this series, I want it to be a water cooler show. And by that I mean, not just that folks stand around the day after it airs and talk about, oh man, did you see that crazy episode? Or that, you know, I want people to actually discuss and and in 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 polite terms argue uh, uh, what exactly certain moments meant, certain things meant, and and I think this episode is going to be a great one for people to hash over and discuss because it's just I'm so proud of this one. It was it was uh, this one was dangerous because uh, because it was. Uh, it's unlike, it, it, you know, you get out of your safety zone, and we all have safety zones, and even a, a show is out there as Breaking Bad has certain things you expect from it, and this show gives you a different show than, than what you expect. Yeah, did you, totally. Did you think about that at all? Did no, it I, occur to you? No, because during the course of the series, is I'm too subjective to it. Mm. I'm not outside of that. I, I need to stay focused on what Walter White wants and how he goes about his business, you know. So I don't really form too many objective viewpoints unless something hits me and strikes me that, oh, wait a minute, this creates a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you, but this episode was dangerous because you think it doesn't have the big uh, landscape shots that, we, that we're known for. It doesn't have any explosions or it doesn't have any major action sequences to it with the exception of a stunt but um and so those kind of fears can also be a motivating factor and and at some point uh we all as as i'm sure you did vince and ryan and everybody has to just let go and and let it take us to where it's it wants to be because it really is kind of a, a live delicate thing that you you need to culture and mm-hmm. and nurture, but you can't squish it. If you try to control it too much, then you force it into somewhere that it wasn't meant to be. You have to kind of let it go where it's going. I mean, I think, you know, they talked about Michelle's episode. When I read that, I also didn't know that it would have the impact that that it did. And it did turn out to be one of our best episodes, I think. And, and uh, it was great work, and... and it, so you have to allow these these things to surprise you, and not hold judgment on. I don't know. It doesn't have our usual this or right. our usual that. Yeah. So you know, just allow it to take those chances. And I think I think that's good. Right. Yeah, I agree. You know, I have one more thing to talk about, and I, I don't want to forget um, the 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 way that this episode kind of came about. 
uh, Vince, you can talk about uh, a little bit about the YouTube little section that you were watching with the way we cut our teaser. Well, this is the, uh, this is the, this is the uh, 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 of course uh, uh, you and Ryan created the teaser uh, uh, by actually the, Kelly just cut the and I should say what an amazing editor Kelly is and how much her stamp is just on so the show. Sweet. It's true. You're you, so sweet. Kelly, I had such a great time working with you, man. And uh, so much fun. And well, I wonder if but, Kelly's going to cut that part out. Yeah, exactly. Not snip. But no, Kelly we can cut ke- this part out. Uh, but. Ke- <laughs> Kelly cut that teaser with the fly, and I didn't touch it. I did. We didn't touch. I, nice. I don't know if you guys ended no, up we never we never touch yeah. a frame. Yeah. Of it. Oh, <laughs> a quick quick thing. I'll make it quick. I know we're uh, reached the end here. Uh, of course, uh, Kelly, you created it by virtue of editing it, by putting it together. But that was probably our only teaser ever, unless you guys can correct me, that we didn't shoot a frame of. We found that footage of the super-duper microscopic close-ups of the fly on uh, YouTube. God bless YouTube. We found uh, this amazing footage. Actually, I didn't know. Uh, I believe it was Moira Wally Beckett or maybe Sam Catlin who found it. Uh, I can't remember who found it. Someone in our office found it, and it was amazing footage. And, uh, but then you guys had to track down the actual. Yes, it wasn't some like. So, uh, but it was. Uh, it's beautiful footage. This this gentleman who shot it himself uh, very graciously uh, let us uh, buy the rights to uh, to use it, and it's it's an amazing teaser. And uh, it was the one thing of this episode that uh, one thing of probably any episode, one teaser that we we didn't actually shoot the footage, but. Uh, Although there's a little bit of footage we didn't shoot in the episode last week, we didn't speak about the uh, too much in our podcast about the uh, episode nine. Some of that uh, footage was was purchased. Oh, the footage. old the, the commercial, the, for, the, the TV commercial for, for Los Pollos Hermanos. Yeah, I guess we we should wrap it up. We're out of time. Um, God, this has been so enjoyable. Though. Yeah. Thank you guys, uh, Brian, Matt, Ryan, Vince. Kelly. Thank uh, you, Kelly. I appreciate Thank it. It's it been so much fun. Yeah. This episode has been a really, really great one. I hope everybody out there liked it. Um, it was a really, really great one to do. Um, uh, next week, we are uh, going to talk about episode number 311, which is called... What's it called? 311 is called... Uh, uh, oh, shoot. Yeah. It's called 311. It's 311. Abacu. 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 It's called Abacu. Abacu. Yeah. Directed by uh, the wonderful directed Michelle, by McLaren. McLaren. Michelle McLaren. Directed by the lovely uh, uh, Thomas Schnauz and the lovely... John Scheiben. Written by John Scheiben and Tom Schnauz. Yeah. So, uh, That's so, a good one. So everybody, uh, thanks a lot for listening, and let's go break bad.